from ministry to Hollywood and all things in between. Actor T.C. Stallings helps us explore today's issues through a biblical lens. Let's dive in to TCS Live. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the TCS Live show right here on the Edify Network. I am your host, T.C. Stallings. I am uh, really grateful for everyone who supported the release of my new book last week, Eyes Fixed, My True Life Story. Thank you for that. I really appreciate it. I really, really appreciate all of the, the feedback that I'm getting so far. And that's really why I do what I do is uh, I just want to use my gifts for God's glory. And then when when you guys come back and tell me that that's exactly what's happening and you tell me your personal stories and your personal testimonies, that is the fuel. You know, other than the fact that it's my God given purpose to do these things, uh, because that's my ultimate source of fuel. The other part of that is hearing the testimonies that come out of it. It just really gives you energy every single day to just keep staying focused on what Christ wants you to do, keeping my eyes fixed on him and obeying. And uh, man, that makes it all worth it. All the struggles that come with it, any kind of pain, any kind of, you know, obstacles, roadblocks, all of that. Hearing that what the Lord wants me to say to you guys and the, the things he wants me to share, getting through to you and and impacting your lives or someone that you know and love and care about. And we're making more disciples that is what life is all about. I am wanting to discuss some things this week that have been on my mind uh, that kind of just deal with getting back to the basics. Getting back to the basics. Just the simple things, the, the foundational things about being a Christ follower in today's world. I feel like we've really gotten away from the basics. And sometimes that's the way to fix everything. It's to just get back to the basics of our faith. I am uh, obviously, I, for those who know me, I'm a former uh, professional athlete. And when you just think about sports in general, a lot of times in sports, we, we, we tend to get too fancy. You know, you can get too fancy. Let's, whether it's like basketball and football uh, are two really, really good examples. Um, when you're watching a a football game, you know, I play football and, and sometimes maybe the challenge is, is greater than it's ever been. Maybe it's the toughest team you'll ever face. Right. And, and you've got a 10 game schedule and this is the last game on a schedule and you're nine and oh, right. You've won nine straight games. Here's a 10th game. And maybe this is for the championship. And this is like your, your, your rival. It's a really tough team. So you get out there and all of a sudden you're doing all these trick plays, plays you've never done before, double reverse pass, you know, just (laughs) all kinds of just different gimmicky plays and things you've never done before. Everything's falling apart. You're down by like three touchdowns. And then the coach is just like, what are we doing? Or with basketball, the same thing, same scenario. Been winning all these games. You come up against, you know, the semifinals or something like that. And maybe you're a team that like that, that you got to where you are by really being powerful and dunking the ball a lot and, and scoring inside. But all of a sudden you are shooting threes like every single time you're shooting all the 
you've changed up your game plan. You're shooting more threes than you've ever shot. You're missing all these shots now because you're not used to shooting threes, but you feel like you got to do something different against this team. And you're trying all of these just different, you know, alley-oop passes off the backboard and just all these different things. And the coach is like, timeout. He calls timeout. And it's like, what are we doing? <laughs> In both of these cases, the coaches are probably going to be like, look, we got to go back to what has got us to where we are. We got to, we, we we didn't get here, you know, the basketball coach, like we didn't get here by shooting threes all over the place. We got here by playing tough inside and dunking the ball. And let's get back to that. You know, the football coach, like, what is all of these, this stuff that we're doing? We didn't get here by gimmick plays and trick plays. We got here, you know, just by, and he probably started describing the plan that he had been using to get there. And he's, both coaches are like, look, we just got to get back to the basics. Get back to doing the simple foundational things. Right now, we can't even just catch a simple pass. We can't even, you know, we can't even just run the ball the right way. We can't even, we're not even taking our steps the right way. We're not even passing the right way. You know, it's all about getting back to the basics. And a lot of times when you do that in sport, you start to do better. You start to play better. And this is what you know. And this is the foundation. This is the basics. Before you start getting into all the fancy stuff, you got to be able to do the basics right first. I'm telling you, as Christians, this literally is a big problem that I see right now uh, in our world is we've forgotten what it truly means to be a Christian, like just just the basics. And what, I'm, what I want to talk to you today about is it's coming straight from uh, one of my morning Bible study readings Nothing fancy here, right? I don't, I don't have these amazing TC revelations where these are my own ideas that I'm going to pull out now and, and just, you know, tell you something just revolutionary. I'm not. What I'm about to share with you comes straight out of Colossians chapter three. And this chapter, literally, I believe is just built for these moments where we need to a summary of just getting back to the basics of our faith. That's what Colossians 3 is. You have to read Colossians 3. Just read the whole chapter. Sit down and read it. I'm getting ready to use some highlights from it. I'm coming straight out of Scripture. My Bible is open right in front of me on my desk as I sit here and I do this podcast because it's coming straight from Scripture. We're going to apply this straight to our life. And you know I always say I look at being a Christian as a team, with God as our coach and the Bible as our playbook and Satan as the opponent. So I got the playbook open right now to the basic plays. Because I look at, we as Christians, I, I, again, we, we've gotten too, too fancy. Like we're trying to do all kinds of different things and revolutionary things and evolving in our thinking and, and just doing all these different things in the world. And I, I just know Satan is loving it because it's throwing us all off track all off track. And I, I just feel like God is like, get back in the playbook and get to the basics. So Colossians is a way to do that. In fact, you're looking in your Bible and you look at Colossians 3, it says literally, the, the, like the subtext, the, sub, the subheading, what Christians should do. <laughs> Rules for holy living, what Christians should do. First line says, since, since then, you have been raised with Christ. 
Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, period. Let's stop right there. This is another thing about getting back to the basics. We are aliens on this earth. This is not our home. We're just passing through. So rather rather than try and sit and get used to everything here and conform to everything here and try to get all the rewards that we can and the gains that we can here, we should be setting our hearts on things above. We live in a world where it's all about follow your heart. And our heart, according to scripture, is deceitful above all things. So because our heart can make us think and focus on a lot of different things that aren't even, you know, they don't have anything to do with our purpose and what God wants us to do. And so the Bible tells us to set our hearts on things above. So right away, it's we're talking about the things of God, the things of Jesus, the things of the Holy Spirit, heaven bound things, kingdom building things. Those are, that's where our mind should be. That is not an easy thing to do. So when we're praying, by the way, another basic thing that we've gotten away from, when we're praying, that's what we should be asking God for, is a heart that is set on things above. That's what we should be doing. That's part. Remember, this whole thing is about what Christians should be doing, getting back to the basics. So we should be praying about getting our heart right, having our heart set on the right things. And, you know, let me pause for a second uh, because I forgot to talk about this. Because I'm, I'm already into what we should be doing. I'm already into, um, you know, rehashing the basics here. But I wanted to say something first. This has everything to do with purpose, by the way. A lot of people are, are you know, they ask me about purpose. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a purpose guy. You know, what is my purpose in life? And, and you, you guys who, who follow me know my whole, um, I don't want to say my whole spiel, but my whole biblical take on that. You know, Psalms 139, 16. You know, it's a scripture you can read. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. And so I look at this and, and scripture tells us that God created you on purpose. What a purpose. So there is an individual purpose that every single one of us have. Like it's unique to us that God literally made you with that purpose in mind. And that's what he wants you to carry out. Right. But then there's a universal purpose like this. This is the collective Christian purpose, like every single Christian has in common. When you become a Christ follower, when you, be, when you believe in Jesus, you accept him as your Lord and Savior, there is one thing that we all have in common, or a few things that we all have in common. You know, the Great Commission, for example. Your purpose, you have your, you have your, your singular purpose that God uniquely created for you, but then there's a universal purpose. The Great Commission is part of that, making disciples. We're all supposed to do that, right? Colossians 3 it's also one of those one of those things where it's a universal purpose. Like this is something that that uh, uh, along with um, but apart from your personal purpose, like the the individual thing that you do, there's that group thing. There's that there's that all believer thing that we should be doing. And that's kind of for sure what this is right here. So for me personally, I'm an actor, I'm a writer, I'm a speaker. You know, um, I'm a performer, entertainer, and all my gifts are for God's glory, right? That's, and that's my purpose. This is what he has me doing. So like where I'm in a movie and I do, you know, 
entertainment, you, your individual purpose may be something completely different, right? But what we're both should be doing or what we all should be doing is all of us, you, me, and everybody else, you know, that calls themselves a Christian, we all have to make disciples. You know, we, we all have to uh, obey the Holy Spirit. We all have to pray. We all have to take care of the poor. We all have, like, right? So that's the universal thing that, that, that it's, it's every Christian should be doing. So I just want to stop and preface that and throw that in there, that, that this is, if you, you want to know what your purpose is, you should be asking God what that individual thing is. What's that, what's that thing he made you to do? Your gifts, your gifts, your talents, and all of that. He gave those to you so that you can do what he called you to do, unique to you. But then you, you also want to ask him for the strength to do the things that you, that you know you should be doing just as a Christian, period, the universal stuff. And that's right there in Scripture. Like, I'm not going to open a Bible and find a scripture that says, TC, you need to be an actor. That discovery of my purpose came through prayer and walking with the Lord. So, you know, you're not going to open up the Bible and just see your singular purpose like that. But you will open up the Bible and see your universal purpose, the thing that every Christian should be doing. And in Colossians 3, among other places in Scripture, there, there are universal commandments and purposes and things like that all throughout Scripture. I'm focusing on this one because Colossians 3 is just a great summary of the basics. Just, just it's, it, I love this. So anyway, I just want to preface that. So let's jump back in. So we, we, we're at verse 1 where it said, um, you've been raised with Christ, so set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So we're talking about getting our heart right. Get, get, you know, trading your dreams, your goals, your desires, and all those things that are in your heart, trade in your will for God's will. What do you want? What do you want me to do? I want my heart set on things above. It's not follow your heart like the world says, unless you've set your heart on things above. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not follow your heart. You got, you got to cancel that. The world teaches that. Cancel that. It's Lord, take over my heart and I want to follow you. I'm going to set my heart on things above, right? Then you go to verse two. It says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Why? For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. So now it, it says, get your mind right. So right off the bat, it's telling you, get your heart and your mind right. And the, uh, back to the basics. We, Satan wants your mind. So, you know, your music the television shows, the books you read, all the things you fill your mind with have an opportunity to take it off of Christ. You have to guard yourself when you know that's what's happening. And this is a basic thing. We all know. You, you, listen, to, you listen to music over the years. We, we, we all listen to music. And you, get, you ever say, oh, man, I can't get that song out of my head. <laughs> right? Certain commercials. Why do you think they have jingles? You know? All the, I don't want to start throwing them out there. But y'all know some of these jingles. Well, forget it. Y'all know I'm not. Y'all know I'm not attached to any of this stuff. But, you know, nationwide is on your side. Now, now you can't stop saying that. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, just all the different jingles that stick in your head. That's that's their design. That, they know what they're doing. That's that's designed to keep you thinking about them. You don't even know. You just be washing dishes. All of a sudden, your nationwide is on your side. It, why am I doing that? Because it's stuck in your head. So you want to set your heart and your mind on things that are above. You know, listen to more worship music. Read more scripture. You know, watch positive things as much as you can. 
And then that way, when your mind remembers these things, they, they aren't things that are, are sinful or destructive or temptation or anything like that. So this is a basic part of being a Christian. Remember, this is what Christians should do. This is rules for holy living. So set your heart on things above and set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and for your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Then it says, when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So scriptures give us a little motivation. It's a lot of motivation. This is how we are identifying and being with Christ. Set our minds on him, set our hearts on him. And then when he appears, we'll appear with him in glory. It goes on. It says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Back to the basics. When you get baptized, when you got baptized, which is symbolic, because it, it absolutely means nothing if you don't do what it symbolizes. Baptism symbolizes being buried with Christ. Christ died and he rose to a new life. So when you get baptized, the old you dies. You go down in the water. And when you come up, you leave all of that other stuff. The water kind of like represents the grave. dude. You, you, you leave all of that stuff in the bottom of that pool. And you come up and you're new. Like that's the, that's the symbolism of that. So what do you leave in the bottom of that water? Your old way of thinking, your old sinful habits. Like Now, I'm not saying you come up perfect, but this is a mindset. You're coming up with a new mindset. You want to put the old you to death. So what dies? Your old goals, your old dreams, your old desires, your old hate, your old sin, your old uh, pursuits, your old, like all of those things that, that your your before Christ life, your before Christ attitude, your before Christ uh, habits, and all anything that you know is sinful, evil, bad, you know, malicious, all your backbiting, all your you know your your lustful stuff, all that, all that you want to die to that. So now, yes, sh- sure, those temptations, those things stick around, but now you're gonna come combat them with the Holy Spirit and repentance and all those types of things. But the key is you got to have that goal set to to put all that to death. This is the basics of being a Christian. You get your mind right, you get your heart right, and you put the old you to death. Like your sinful nature, you want that to be done with. You're listening to the Edify Podcast Network. We'll be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back. Put to death, therefore, whatever belonged to your earthly nature. And then it starts to list these things. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. And it just named a few. It just named a few things. And what's funny is when you watch TV right now, when you listen to a lot of the music right now, these are the things that is just like some of the most tempting stuff. 
Every time you look at something, every time you watch something, every time you hear a success story or something like that, it's all about chasing the bag, how much money you can get. And I don't even have to get into the lust. It, it's it, fact of the matter is, it seems like the way to really make it in this world, and I, and this is sad for like for our young ladies, is you have to be able to exploit your body all over the place, shake this, shake that, and that's 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 like the the, the thing that gets you on top around here, and then you got your you got your young ladies and your daughters and 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 you know the women of the world seeing that and they're just like well if that's the way to make it that's what I'm gonna do. And they want to get in these videos and do all the different things. And and you have to really think like, man, would you just, mm, would you do that if, if could you just do that right in the presence of Jesus? And, I, and and what's funny is I don't think a lot of people are asking those questions. You know, it's not cool to ask those questions. It's not cool. It's not welcomed. Um, you know, you're, you're not, you're not woke. You're not with it. There's all these different things. And I'm just like. I'm going to read this right here in scripture where it says that, that that's sexual immorality, you know, and, and same thing with our, with our guys, you know, who, you know, make these kinds of, you know, entertainment and, you know, and it's just like a, a, an accepted practice, you know, exploiting their own bodies, exploiting the other women and, you know, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, and money, and sex, and women, and you know, just all these different things, and um, it's literally that's your earthly sin nature. Scripture is telling us as Christians to put that to bed. But I mean, I I, I literally personal personally know people who consider themselves uh, Christians who really practice these things that I just talked about on the regular. And it has led to, um, you know, fractured relationships because you'll see in other parts of scripture, it tells you have nothing to do with these people. And it doesn't mean judge them, but it just means, Hey, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be watching that lustful stuff with you. I'm not going to get involved with that stuff. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to see your pictures. I don't want to, don't send me no email. Don't send me no text. You know, and I'm not going to follow you on Instagram and, 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 you know, look at your lustful pictures and partying with at these places in, you know, with these naked women and all the different like you won't be getting followed by me. I, I won't be because you're causing me to go into sin. So you have to it, sometimes it causes a, a breakage of relationships. Doesn't matter how close the person was. I've, I've been through that, but I'm not going to put people above what the scripture says. I got to put that to death. So a lot of relationships end. And that's, you have to maybe pray about that. No, there's no maybe about it. I'm not going to sugarcoat this. If someone is causing you to fail at obeying this scripture, this is Colossians 3, 5, put to death. Therefore, what belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed. Like, And, and you can just add more to it. I think it's just all these sinful things. And then it ends and says, which is idolatry. And that's huge because idolatry is any, anything that you put in front of obeying Jesus, anything you put in front of him, because it, if it's in front of him, then it means it has taken place as being Lord of your life. It's not, it's not Jesus. It's, it's, if, you put, if you're willing to keep sexual immorality in your life and Jesus said no, then that's idolatry because you put sexual immorality above, above uh, Jesus. 
Same thing with impurity and lust and evil desires and greed. You put money before Jesus, then that is idolatry. And so just getting back to the basics, no, it's not cool to chase the bag. I mean, the Bible says, I believe it's Matthew 6, 33, you know, seek first the kingdom of, of heaven and its righteousness. And then all these things will be added unto your life. So if you seek God first, he'll give you what you need. That may not be, may not be riches. Maybe you don't need riches. You don't need the bag. You need the portion of the bag that will help you take care of your life and your family and your responsibilities. Even better stated, if you need the amount of money that will allow you to do what God put you on this earth to do. Not a cent more, not a cent less. Ask him what you need. But no, we, we, we live in, in a time where it's all about get as much as you absolutely possibly can. Be the riches and flash it around and be Instagram uh, famous and, you know, and, and, and Facebook famous and Twitter famous. Like to show everybody what you have and have more money than this person and this, all this different stuff and show off your, your jewelry and your watches and your cars and your... And people spend their whole lives doing all of that stuff when already you are not, you're not at the basics of your faith, man. You're, you're, you're getting caught up and what makes you notable on this world, in this world, on this earth. And it's just not, it's, it's contrary to scripture. It's not what Christians should be doing. Now, I can't tell the world what to do or those apart from the Lord. But scripture tells Christians what we should be doing, how we should be thinking. And I'm trying to encourage everybody to do that, man. That's just what I encourage myself to do. And then it says, um, because of these, referring to the, the, the sins that we do and the idolatry and all the different things, it says, because of these, the wrath of God is coming. Literally, flat out, basics of your faith. Ignore God. Ignore your, your, your heavenly purposes. Taking your heart and mind off of that for earthly stuff. It is because of that that the wrath of God is coming. Now, check this out. This, this lets you know that it's not, don't, don't think that the Bible isn't talking about you. It isn't talking about me. You know, those of us who start off on the right path and, and we keep, you know, dipping and dabbling into worldly living instead of staying as holy as we possibly can and using uh, the power of grace and mercy to repent when we get it wrong. Look at what it says here in verse seven. It says, you used to walk in these ways in the life that you once lived. Like, you know, remember we talked about before Christ, you used to walk in these ways, used to do all that stuff. It says, but now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these. So now it's going to start listing, listing some of the, the causes of these evil behaviors, you know, the impurity, the lust, the, the greed, and just and all these idolatry type behaviors. It's going to start getting to the source of these things. It says, um, rid yourself of all these things, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language. Remove it from your lips. You know, it's, it's, it's one of these things I talked in a previous episode about there are some Christians that just be like, you know, they, they don't take that seriously. I can I can cuss. I can I can, you know, watch whatever I want, act however I want. I get mad if I want to. You know, this is I've heard people say, you know, I'm a cussing Christian. That's what I do. Like, where do you read that? That's OK. That's not in the playbook. That's not in the Bible. It says you want to get rid of these things. You know, it's but you live in a world that'll be like, ah, that's okay to get angry. People get angry. Well, it said get rid of that. 
right here. Now, am I saying you can't get mad? No, you get mad, but at the point, but the goal should not be let me let that anger hang around. Because the Bible says you want to get rid of it. So when it comes, that's not the sin that you got angry. The sin is allowing it to stick around. I just, I'm just going to let it stick around. I can be mad and do what I want. That's prideful. You should be trying to pray that anger away. And when you succeed at praying it away, great. If you don't, then that's what repentance is for. Same thing with rage and malice and slander. You know, you ain't supposed to be talking about other people. You ain't supposed to have, you know, evil intentions towards other people, malicious intent to try to do people harm, talk about them the wrong way, gossiping, backbiting, all of that, and then filthy language. We know what filthy language is, and I think that's this is the one that we accept way too much. You know, people ask me why I don't cuss in my, mu- my movies um, and, and use profanity and all those different things. No, they're not just words. I don't, I don't see in Scripture right here where it says it's just words, so it's cool. No, it says get rid of filthy language, and we know what it is. We know what filthy language is. You know, even even the world itself, like non non Christian um, types of entertainment, they they label their stuff explicit. <laughs> you know, they they let you know, hey, this is explicit. You've been warned. And and then and then you know they, they got the FCC for like television stuff. They beep out stuff. This is the world. We're not even talking about faith stuff, religious stuff. And the world beeps out certain things. So if if the world itself is is censoring themselves. They got censors. Then how do Christians act like we don't know what bad language is and filthy language is and dirty language? We know what it is, but, you know, we choose to listen to it anyway. And it's just, Scripture doesn't, it doesn't promote that. It doesn't even say it's okay. But we've, we, you know, a lot of us say, ah, you know, I've evolved in my thinking. It's not so bad. It didn't hurt me. Man, that's not in the playbook. <laughs> the playbook tells you, get rid of it. So we get rid of it. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to get rid of it. So it says, you know, get rid of anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. And then it says, don't lie to each other. <laughs> How easily do we do that? Just, just lie to each other. We just, you no, know, we're not telling the truth. It's not in the playbook. Got to get back to, that's a basic principle, not to lie. You know, that doesn't the part of the armor of God in Ephesians tell you to put on the belt of truth, you know? Yeah. Don't lie to each other. Since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of its creator. Here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. So this is just like, it don't matter who you are. It don't matter what your color is. It don't matter what your race is. It don't matter what your nationality is. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you believe that he died and rose for your sins, then scripture right here, this, this is the playbook for your life. No matter who you are, this is what we should be doing. This is how we should be living. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter what your language is, no matter if you have found the Lord, if the Lord has found you, if you are calling yourself a Christian, a Christ follower, then this is what you should be doing. This is this, and, and, and Christ is over everybody and is in everybody who has chosen him. So finally, it wraps up this way. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion. And you know, clothe means to put on, right? To put on. So put on compassion 
kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. I don't have to define those words. We know what they mean. But these are the things we should be focusing on. These are the things we should be waking up every day, praying about, making sure we have these things. Put that, that When you get dressed, when you get spiritually dressed every day, put on these things. You know, remember when you became a Christian, you, took, you wanted to take off the old stuff, your, dirty, your old dirty clothes. These are the new clothes. You know, you want to you take off that sexual immorality and impurity and lust, evil desires and greed and, and all the other sins you can think of. Just think about old, raggedy, dirty, muddy, stinky, filthy clothes and how you feel when you get to take those off. I don't know. Maybe it's a hard workout. Maybe you did a mud run or something like that. <laughs> but think about how it feels to just take all of that off and then just take a nice hot shower and get clean and then put on the new clothes. Can you imagine after you've taken that clean shower? And you're smelling great and you're fresh to go back and get your mud run clothes and put them back on. Go back and get your dirty, filthy, stinky, sweaty gym clothes and put them back on. Doesn't even make sense. So it don't make sense spiritually either. Take off the old clothes and put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. You know, and go back to the fruit of the spirit. Read all that stuff. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Put all that stuff on. And then check this out. It says, uh, and bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. For as the Lord forgave you. And this is the other thing, how we can just be so mean with each other and so evil with each other and so angry with each other. Now I'm talking about fellow brothers and sisters in the faith. We don't have the unity. That's why we can't get nothing done. It says bear with each other. None of us are perfect. You know, so we're supposed to help each other out. We're not, we're not supposed to support people's sin but, and judge them and stuff, but we are supposed to be corrective out of love. You know, we, we're supposed to back each other up. Don't tolerate sin. Don't cover for people. But you should have an account, someone to help, you know, hold you accountable for, you know, living out this playbook. We did that on sports teams all the time. Somebody wasn't showing up to the workouts. Somebody wasn't running the plays right. Somebody wasn't listening to their coach. Somebody wasn't. Then we do. We, we take them and be like, yo, what's up, man? We, we, this ain't how we win. And we, we, we get our teammate together. We wouldn't, we wouldn't, you know, kick you off the team or, or, or you know, st don't talk to you or go get in little factions and divisions and talk about you. No, man, a real team, you go to that player and you get him right or you get her right. That's what you do. That's what, that's what it means to bear with one another because we're stronger together. That's what we're supposed to do as Christians. We ain't supposed to break off in all these groups and talk about each other. But, you know, like I said, at the same time, when you got somebody who is making Christ look bad and, and, and they are, you know, shaming the team and, and they're operating out of some kind of other playbook or they're sitting up here trying to change the plays, you got to call that player out. <laughs> you know, you got you to gotta handle your business right there. But right here saying, you know, whatever grievances you have against one another, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And it says, and over all these virtues. Now, this is over, over everything we just talked about. Over all of it. Over, meaning on top of all these virtues. Put on love. 
which binds them all together in perfect unity. Top two commandments in scriptures are love God and love people. And when you do all of these things out of love, it doesn't mean that you're going to always get the result that you want, but you will get the, and that's what people, I mean, don't always mean you're going to get the result that you want with people, but you will definitely get the right result with God, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. Because you are, you are in obedience. You're doing what you're supposed to do. People may not respond to it. The world might hate you for it. Jesus promised us that they would hate you because they hate him. They're going to hate me because they hated him. So doing these things the right way doesn't guarantee a peachy, easy life or anything like that. But it guarantees that you are right with God. You are right with Jesus. You are right with the Holy Spirit. And you have a chance to accomplish, accomplish your purpose. Because this is what we're made to do. But this is, the, this is a, a great summation of the basics. Read Colossians 3 when you get some time. Just read the whole chapter. Get your mind right. Get your heart right. Die to your old self. Get rid of all of the old clothes. You know, in clothes, we're talking about old behaviors. Understand that because of that, the wrath of God is coming. Remember that you used to walk in those sinful ways, but now you are new. So you got to rid yourself of that stuff. Stop lying to each other, getting angry with each other, being a part of rage and malice and slander. Stop using all this filthy language and, and indulging in it and putting it in your mind and being a part of it. Quit being um, showing favoritism and, and, and being racist or any of that kind of stuff. And uh, it, everybody is one in Christ. Clothe yourself with all the, the, the good things in Scripture, the fruit of the Spirit. Forgive each other and do it all out of love. And then we all know praying and studying scripture, these are basic things. We need to get back to the basics. These are the basics of our faith, the foundational things of our faith. People who don't do these things, you are going to struggle at being a Christ follower. If you ignore this, you are going to struggle at being a Christ follower. If you, if you have been struggling at being a Christ follower, I am sure that it's probably due to getting away from the basics. So we got to get back to the basics. That's my encouragement for you. That's my prayer for you. I try to focus solely on the basics and I try to focus on staying kingdom-minded. That's, that's one of the things I got to focus on even more. It's not worried so much about earthly gain and all those things. It's just being kingdom-minded. This ain't the best life. The best life is yet to come. The main thing about this life is living it purposefully and for God. Led by Jesus. Empowered by the Holy Spirit. Always remember, you have a unique purpose. Something that God called you to do individually. Your gifts and talents were given to you for the purposes of that purpose. You should be asking God about that. And if you feel like I have and you're, you're not sure yet, that individual thing, then you don't stand still. What should you be doing in the meantime? While you're waiting for the Lord to show you that singular, unique thing to you that you should be doing, while you wait for that, fulfill your universal purpose. Get back to the basics. 
Thank you for joining me for another episode of the TCS Live Show. We see you next week. Thanks for listening to TCS Live with TC Stallings on the Edify Podcast Network. Tune in next time for another powerful exploration of faith and life. And for more must-hear podcasts, download the Edify Podcast app on the Apple and Google Play stores or at edify.app.